This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Blue Iron. The Arizona Cardinals select Kyler Murray. And the 2019 Offense Rookie of the Year is... This year's most valuable player, Lamar Jackson. Dylan Reagan, and we're back here for our Week 14 picks in the NFL, and uh, what has really been a season where it seems like, uh, Dylan, every day we're talking about a game being played, uh, for the most part, it seems, because we've had Monday games, uh, multiple Monday games, Tuesday games, Thursday games, Sunday games, we're going to have some Saturday games here, um, just uh, NFL just kind of taking over every day of the week here during this uh, whole pandemic season. Yeah, what are we going to do with ourselves today? We finally have a, a day <laughs> off here without a game. But, no, I mean, it's just kind of the we kind of knew going into the season it was going to be uh, a grind and different uh, than we've ever had a season be look like before. So it's just the result, I guess. At least they're still playing the games, although it was a little crazy last night with the whole Des Bryant thing and yep. pictures of him talking to Cowboys players with his mask off and the game still happened. So, hey, well, hopefully no one else tests positive after this. But, uh, especially for the Ravens, a team that is just trying to to play games at this point, they've they've struggled quite a bit the last few weeks with all this. Yeah, the expectation probably should be that some one of these games going to get moved around. We don't know which one it's going to be, but uh, we hope it's not the Ravens or the Browns because that's where we start with our games of the week. This is my pick for the game of the week. Uh, there were a couple, there were several choices we had mm-hmm. this week, uh, more so than others. Uh, there were there were some intriguing ones on the list, but I'm going to go with Ravens and Browns just because uh, as we talked about in previous podcasts, um, the Browns sitting here at nine and three. The Ravens, as you said, they've been dealing with all sorts of stuff, uh, trying to just have their team on the field, their their first team and all that. Uh, they are one-point favorites here in Cleveland, and uh, that kind of tells you probably what the betters think about where these two teams are at, given that the Browns told a two-game lead over the Ravens um, in the win column. But I don't know, man. Maybe I'm just uh, – Maybe I'm all in again here on the Browns. <laughs> I'm going to pick the Browns here. Uh, I know, you know, we talked about it. It seems like the Browns have had that sort of statement game against the Ravens before. Uh, we remember back to last year, and then, but then we remember also earlier this season, and it's like, yeah, this is a weird game. It always is. Um, but I I don't know. Maybe I'm just uh, I'm buying too much into the Browns here, but I think after that Titans game, uh, I'm able to now say that uh, this isn't a fluke. Like, the Browns are, are starting to look pretty good. And it feels like this would be that win, even though the Titans mm-hmm. game, I think that was a significant step in the right direction to be up, as we said, 38 to seven at halftime. But I think winning this game, uh, then you're really starting to, you know, have that conversation about the Browns, not just making the playoffs, but uh, having a chance to, to win a game or two once they get there. 
Yeah, I mean, if if they win too, there's a legitimate chance they'll be 12 and three with the Giants and Jets after that. That is a a crazy thought to think about uh, with this team. That yeah, that obviously that big win against the Titans last week. I I mean, they did beat the Ravens in an upset victory early in the 2019 season. One of the I think only two losses for Baltimore that year. Obviously, you know, last night against the Cowboys, the offense for the Ravens got going a bit. Something we haven't necessarily seen from them in a lot of their games um, this season. Uh, very different opponent, obviously, in the Browns, but one that I'm still, man, I, I want to believe in Cleveland still, and I know they, I was waiting for that kind of signature win, and they got it, but it's still, you know, the Titans and Colts, the two biggest ones they have, are teams that aren't the most consistent. Um, Cleveland definitely went into that game with an amazing game plan, knew exactly what they were going to uh, do to counter what the Titans hoped or thought they would go with with uh, pounding the rock, and it worked out very well for Cleveland. I just think against Baltimore's defense, it's not going to be as easy that the pass rush is not uh, it's going to be a problem for them to uphold against that. Um, and just in general, one of the best run defenses in the NFL in Baltimore, they don't have to uh, flood the, the gaps as much as Tennessee does to stop the run. They can just organically do it with their base defense. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to pick the Ravens in this one. It is, yeah, the one-point spread, as you mentioned, in terms of ESPN's football power index and DVOA, it's more of a mismatch than that. Like the Ravens are significantly higher in total DVOA, 8 versus 22 with the Browns, and then uh, ESPN has it as a 66% win chance for the Ravens. So I, I just think like with the, with the spread, with the way that that game went early in the season – I know this is in Cleveland. It's Monday night. It's going to be really interesting. But I, I, you know, until until I continue to see the Browns winning these kind of games, I'm not quite ready to put them on that level. Just because, uh, you know, as the second half went on, obviously it was a much different story against Tennessee. Uh, they were kind of chilling though. So it's man, I I don't know. I'm just not quite ready to trust the Browns. If they win this game, get get ready. Then I'm not. And now it's going to be like before the 2019 season where I was picking them to win the division. <laughs> You know you're the Browns when you're nine and three, and we're still not yet ready to completely jump <laughs> on the bandwagon. Um, you know, if this was the Chiefs or the Steelers or uh, some of these other teams, uh, Saints, we'd probably be like, okay, yeah, they're fine. But uh, sorry, Browns, still at nine and three, and we're not uh, completely sold yet. Uh, as we said, probably due to quality wins. But uh, the Steelers at the Bills, uh, Bills, two and a half point favorites in this one. Um, this is an interesting game, obviously, as we know, because uh, we, we we jinxed them on the last podcast. We said, hey, you know, let's let's not look ahead here, but at the same time, let's think about this. If the Steelers can beat Washington, uh, they've got a pretty good chance here to do this thing. And uh, mm-hmm. sure enough, uh, all Steelers fans probably not happy when they listen to that because we did put the jinx on them. Uh, Washington gets the win. Uh, but, you know, sometimes we've seen before maybe this can be a good thing because uh, you're not really talking about uh, the undefeated thing. And I don't really think – I think in a season like this we weren't really yeah. having that much discussion about it because there's so much stuff going on elsewhere um with the you know the off the field stuff and and everything just around the league everything going on um so it seems like we weren't really having that conversation yet but now i think maybe this gives you an opportunity for the steelers you kind of regroup here a bit uh you play a bills team that has certainly been playing very well uh just got that win against the 49ers but i don't know i mean that this isn't going to be my upset of the week because i've got one that's going to be at a higher point spread but i am going to go with Mm -hmm. the steelers here winning on the road in buffalo um, I I don't feel great about it. I think this is going to be a good game, but uh, again, there's a reason why it's one of our games of the week. But um, this is uh, it's an interesting matchup for sure. Yeah, definitely the one that I'm looking forward to the most. I feel like at this point, 
I mean, the Dolphins are still maybe in that conversation and the Colts have an argument. But I feel like so far it's Pittsburgh, Kansas City, and then Buffalo in some order as the top three teams in this conference. We already saw the, the Bills and the Chiefs play. Now we get to see this one. I wish we got to see, see the Steelers and Chiefs. Uh, we might in the postseason. So, yeah, I'm really excited for this game, especially with the way the Buffalo's offense looked in that last matchup. Now it's a bigger test and you know San Francisco's defense has rebounded a bit but man it's a different animal against the Steelers uh, ranking the, the top of DVOA the number one pass defense in the NFL in DVOA so man it's it's going to be really tough uh, going for Josh Allen I think I he still can have success but I'm, I just I'm picking the Steelers mostly because again I just don't really trust Buffalo's defense the Steelers looked you know they struggled to move the ball against Washington but a lot of teams have they're again really really good fourth in DVOA on defense for the Washington football team here against Buffalo which is not you know how they performed against the 49ers is one thing obviously forced a lot of turnovers that helped in that game as well I, I just don't know if the defense is enough for me to believe in them yet if Buffalo's defense can continue to take strides and winning this game will go a long way then they yeah they elevate themselves to pot you know being in that conversation with the Chiefs and Steelers at the top I think they're the third best team, but this would be a huge win for them. I just didn't have enough. I initially put the Bills on our uh, our sheet here for the podcast as my winner, but and I, you know I try to be unbiased for the podcast itself. But obviously, personally, I would like to enjoy. It would be fun to see the Buffalo, and obviously, I wish for uh, their fan base. This would I'm. Can you imagine the the raucous atmosphere if it was a normal yeah. time period in Buffalo on Sunday night for that game? That might have also. Uh, tilted me a little more towards the Bills, but I'll stick with the Steelers. One loss. I know they haven't had the hardest schedule, as a lot of people have pointed out, uh, on their road to 11 wins, which is another reason I think we didn't talk about it maybe as much. I still think they're one of the best teams in the NFL, and uh, I think they'll get back on track and find a way to win a game that might be a little uglier uh, than we anticipate. Yep, and there uh, are two games of the week, as we said, Ravens, Browns, Steelers, and Bills, and now that brings us to our pride and joy, and uh, that is our betting locks of the week. Uh, as we, as, as I am going back to the well yet again here, um, if you listen to probably the last, I don't know how many times I've picked against this team. This, they've, they've become the new Jets, unfortunately, um, and uh, that's just kind of where they're at at this point. But the Saints are seven-point favorites on the road against the Eagles. And, uh, yes, you guessed it, I'm going back here to the Saints and uh, picking them to beat the Eagles, which uh, obviously I've continued to pick against the Eagles uh, in a betting format uh, several times this year. It really hasn't let me down for the most part. Mm -hmm. And the Eagles are making a quarterback change. Uh, I, you know, Jalen Hurts, the little that we saw of him, like he's been fine. But at the same time, like I think it's different stepping in and playing an entire game against a defense that's been one of the best defenses in the league. So Mm -hmm. seven points, I feel pretty good about that. Uh, Even with a push here, I'm okay with it uh, because I think the Saints should win this game by a touchdown, as we've said. Um, The Eagles are what they are. Their record, we talk about some of these records being deceiving. The Eagles' record is not deceiving. Like, they are that bad. And I think that that's kind of what we've seen from them. And so uh, when you look at the Saints' record, completely different. Taysom Hill played pretty well against the Falcons. Um, I think this is a situation where the Saints should win this game. Yeah, I think so as well. I I feel pretty confident that they'll be able to move the ball on Philadelphia, even though their defense is kind of middle of the pack. But they struggle against the pass. uh, Worse in the DVOA pass defense in Atlanta, the team that uh, Taysom's definitely had the most success with in his uh, start so far. Throwing the football, but it's on the flip side. Yeah, uh, you've seen the sentiment from a lot of people. You know, we're excited for Jalen Hurts, but 
first start against that Saints defense. That's not <laughs> not an easy uh, no. not an easy one to get uh, going with. Uh, one of the best defenses in the NFL. Reason why I'm as confident in my Super Bowl pick possibly coming true, even with Drew Brees not being in there uh, with the Saints and Chiefs matching up. Because man, it they've they've been on a roll. Obviously, they barely uh, pulled it out against the Falcons. But uh, this is uh, the Falcons team has been turning up since they moved on from Dan Quinn. I the Eagles are in a much different uh, scenario. Um, yes, I, I hope that Jalen Hurts has a good uh, first start here. I just it's it's not lining up for me to believe that they're going to be able to get a win here by any means. So I'm picking the Saints, and I feel like if I had to uh, be on the betting lock train with you, I'd be perfectly fine with the, the Saints winning by more than seven points. Well, you're going with one that I considered, and uh, that is the Packers at the Lions. The mm. Packers are seven and a half point favorites in this one. I told you before we started recording, I feel a little bit better with that one at seven. Uh, The Lions did have that uh, wild comeback win against the Bears, but the Packers are the Packers. Like, we know they're going to put up points here. They're going to put up a lot of points. Um, You know, again, if the Bears can put up what they can put up against the Lions, I don't think we're really worried about the Packers uh, putting up a a nice offensive display here. Um, So I think this is a good choice. Uh, Again, there's another one that I considered, but we'll have a good laugh about that one uh, here in just a bit. But, I just, I mean, look, it's like we said, the, the Packers are really good. The Lions aren't very good, even with that mm-hmm. win against the Bears. We know where the Bears are. Um, so, I mean, obviously, I'm picking the Packers to win this game, and I'm probably fine with that, thinking that they're probably going to win this game by double digits. Yeah, Green Bay's improved enough on defense. Uh, if they, if their defense was kind of playing how it had early in the year, I'd feel a little worse. But they've, they're at least at league average uh, DVOA-wise against the pass, which with the way Stafford played against the the Bears, that does scare me a bit. Uh, with uh, you know, with Bevel being, you know, obviously he was the offensive coordinator before, but now having more control over what they're doing, definitely a really good uh, first game there against Chicago. I just think that team, as we've talked about. There's a lack of motivation, (laughs) Uh, a lot of uh, different issues with the Bears right now. The Packers on the flip side, I just, yeah, regardless, though, I I think, again, I think a defense will do enough with Green Bay, how it's improved to keep Detroit from scoring way too many points. But on the flip side, you have the Packers, number two in offense in DVOA, one of the best passing offenses in the NFL against the Lions, which are 32nd now last in (laughs) DVOA on defense. I just think that's too much of a mismatch. They played earlier this year, uh, even when the Packers were still kind of figuring some things out, and they still put up 42 on Detroit. I think it'll be a similar result. I I feel really good about that overall, so 55 points. It seems high, but both these offenses, I think, will put up enough points, and I think the Packers easily are capable of getting to high 30s, 40s just on their own again, and uh, just hoping I can get a victory. It's been a – I've been struggling here on these betting locks. I've had much more luck (laughs) luck on the – just the picks, but I need to to get a W here. So, hope go Pack, go. Got to get back on track, and uh, luckily you're staying away from the double-digit spread, although uh, I teased it a second ago. We're going to talk about one in a minute that I seriously Mm -hmm. considered and almost pulled the trigger on. Um, So, we'll see. Uh, about that uh, when we get to it. But those are our betting locks. Let's talk about our upsets of the week. Um, As we said, we've actually got a couple of upsets uh, elsewhere, but uh, this is going to be the highest one for me in terms of the point spread. That is Washington at the 49ers. The 49ers here are three-point favorites in this game, uh, which uh, I think, you know, on the surface may surprise you a bit, but then when you think about the NFC East, um, even with Washington beating the Steelers, like, it's clear. Like, this just isn't, you know, a division that a lot of people are are buying right now uh, for anyone, whether it's Washington, the Giants, uh, or some of these other teams. And uh, believe it or not, we're going to talk about the Giants here in a second. But uh, I'm going to pick Washington here. I just, you know, again, uh, the 49ers, we know, I mean, they've been up and down due to the injury situations and everything. They didn't look great against the Bills. Uh, I know Washington's a different animal in terms of their offense, and it looks like uh, Antonio Gibson may not be able to play. That's pretty significant for their offense, too. But 
I just see this being a sloppy type of game, um, and, I, and I think Washington can find a way to win one of those. So I'll take a chance here, and I'll go with Washington as my upset of the week. Yeah, even though it's not my official upset of the week, I also have Washington winning this game. I just really love their defense, as I've <laughs> continued to talk about. Uh, much, they're better against the pass with their amazing pass rush, so getting an early lead here and forcing San Francisco to go away from running the ball will be key. I don't know if they'll be able to kind of do the same formula that worked out against Pittsburgh. Is that, uh, I'm sure not a lot of victories are going to come from 14-0 deficits like they did in that one. But yeah, Washington's at least figuring it out enough on, on you know when they have the ball with Alex Smith. They're not explosive by any means, but they're stepping up. They're they're moving efficiently. They're not getting in terrible third down situations and yeah Antonio Gibson losing him definitely would be a, a significant loss for the running attack itself they've done fine with the other guys in McKissick and what they've done passing the ball it really impressed some of the other receivers outside of McLaurin that have stepped up obviously Sims had that one-handed catch against the Steelers that stood out but just overall uh, he's been you know really really strong in, in the last couple of weeks for them uh, Logan Thomas making plays fantasy guy that I'm sure some people have put claims in for so yeah it's it, it's a game that I you know it's probably more of a coin flip but I compared to the three-point spread for me I know it's well it's not in San Francisco it's in Arizona again we're going to see the, the Arizona 49ers once again uh, but yeah just at this point Washington trending in a better direction San Francisco you know I don't know. They're a hard one for me to, to get a grasp on. They, they go from beating the Rams to getting blown out by the Bills. They've played some tough opponents. Maybe they'll bounce back and get a victory here as they try to get into the wild card. But I'm, as you'll see with my next pick coming up here, I'm, I'm full on uh, two <laughs> NFC East teams getting into the postseason and not the two that we thought were possible wow. before the season. And just the fact that Washington and the Niners are both have the same record going into the, this matchup, not something I would have predicted uh, looking at the schedules uh, before the season started. Still is all in on the New York Giants who are hosting the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, Cardinals are two-point favorites in this one. I, I'm not quite there yet. I'm picking the Cardinals to win this game, and I can understand why mm-hmm. the Cardinals, we talk about a frustrating team. They've certainly been frustrating, but I, I'm not fully bought into the Giants yet, uh, even yeah. though right now they are they are a playoff team. Um, I I feel like this is a nice bounce back spot for the Cardinals. Uh, but then again, I mean we've seen the Cardinals. As we said they've they've been a hard team to trust. You know I think back to that game against the Panthers um, and other games as well. But I I'm gonna go with the Cardinals here. I just I feel like they're 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 the better bet. But uh, listen, as you said, you're, you're all in on the NFC East here. Yeah, the Giants keep rolling. They've got four victories in a row, obviously. Um, and the big part is their defense. And, it, yeah, maybe I'm, I'm not all in on the Giants so much as I'm all in on Patrick Graham and what he's done with that unit. Just the secondary has come along so well. Uh, just everyone on that on that team is being put in spots to succeed. Blake Martinez has talked about how he f- felt like at some times in the past he just wasn't like seeing things just basically with the development kind of of players, Patrick Graham given getting a lot of credit from all these guys uh, there in this first season. So man, I, I know he's getting a lot of buzz for uh, leaving. I know Giants fans would rather his name just not be mentioned because of what he's done. Um, and regardless of what they uh, end up doing this season, I think it's been a success for how they've bounced back uh, in terms of this game, man. Uh, yeah. The Cardinals are, it's just it's more I'm worried about how stagnant they've kind of gotten on offense. Their passing DVOA has really dropped off quite a bit. And against the Giants, that's going to be a pretty big problem. They have, and it's, again, that secondary that I, I really trust their safeties. It's, it reminds me a little bit of some of the things the Rams have done with their secondary. And that matchup has been really bad for Arizona for years, especially in that uh, game just a week ago for large portions of it. 
Um, and and Arizona's defense is it's fine, but I just don't trust it enough to just dominate against a, a inferior still uh, offense really for the the Giants. Regardless of it looks like Daniel Jones will be back, I don't know if, how much that helps. What it really means. Uh, so the Cardinals, yeah, I mean it's it's kind of like the last game. I think they're both coin flips, and the fact that I'm saying that about any NFC t- East team with any NFC West team is crazy to me, but. Here we are, and I'm, I'm just all in on the idea now of, of after us making fun of this division on, uh, on this podcast and the NFL fans and NFL Twitter for a long time. I just love the idea now of two of these teams actually finding a way into the playoffs. It would be really, really fun comedy for us. <laughs> yeah, an NFC championship with uh, Washington and the Giants. Uh, of course, the game would be played in 2021, but I think it would perfectly sum up uh, the 2020 season <laughs> if uh, we had that happen. But uh, we'll see if it does. Uh, I would not bank on that just yet, but uh, we are going to make these two teams uh, our picks for the upset of the week. So clearly trending in the right direction. Before we talk about the rest of the games, let's talk about Indeed. Uh, 2020, we just mentioned it, has reshaped how we work. uh, And businesses across the globe are challenged to be their most efficient, which means that every hire is critical and Indeed is here to help. Indeed, the number one job site in the world with more total visits than any other job site, according to Comscore. And Indeed helps you find quality candidates quickly so you can focus on hiring the person you need to keep your business going. Unlike other sites, Indeed gives you full control, payment flexibility over your hiring. You only have to pay for what you need. You can pause your account at any time, and there are no long-term contracts. And now, Indeed's new way of matching you with candidates instantly delivers a short list of quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job criteria that you can contact the moment you sponsor a job, making Indeed the only job site that can move as fast as you do. 73% of online job seekers in the U.S. are visiting Indeed each month, uh, so it's clear that Indeed can help you get the quality hire you need. That's why more than 3 million businesses worldwide are using Indeed for their hiring. And right now, as we continue to tell you, Indeed is offering our listeners a free $75 credit to boost your job posts, which means more quality candidates will see it fast. Try Indeed out with a free $75 credit at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. It's their best offer available anywhere, so go right now, Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Offer valid through December 31st. Terms and conditions apply. All right, let's uh, get to our quick picks, and we'll start with the Patriots at the Rams. The Rams are five-point favorites in this one. I don't think it's going to be a 45 nothing mm-hmm. repeat uh, like it was for the Patriots in their last game in Los <laughs> Angeles, but um, I think this one uh, is going to go in favor of the Rams. Uh, probably should be a better game here, uh, but uh, even with that performance from the Patriots against the Chargers, I still feel pretty confident here uh, kind of where the Rams are at. Yeah, if the Rams' uh, defense continues to play at a high, as high of a level as it has, and again, New England's defense, don't get completely fooled by the, the shutout. They have not been spectacular on that side of the ball, although they have improved in DVOA the last couple of weeks. I think the Rams should win. They, It's a big, uh, you know, now with Seattle, they get that gift with Seattle losing to the, the Giants, and they control their uh, destiny now in the division and just uh, overall in the conference. So, man, I... I'm just a little reluctant because of there's the fear of, of Belichick and what he's able to do to Sean McVay in the Super Bowl. Obviously, the teams are in much different places, uh, much different personnel uh, in some cases for both teams as well. So that part does scare, but that it scares me also because some of the defense or offenses the Rams have had a lot of success against want to throw the ball a lot. That is not what New England does. The Rams have 
thrived on sitting back and basically daring teams to run the ball. Uh, it has not worked out very well for Arizona. It did not work out for Tampa Bay. For some of these opponents that have really, uh, you know, really explosive passing offenses, I worry against New England how this is going to look. Um, they're going to have to adjust. But I will say that Brandon Staley has done a good job of, you know, manipulating his game plans based on the opponent. So they, I mean, they should win. They're the better team this year. It's just the, it's, it's still the reluctance for me in terms of the possibly making this a betting lock at five points. I think that reflects uh, the, you know, just how this New England team has come along the last few weeks to stay in the playoff picture and Belichick and everything he can possibly do to swing a game in his favor and try to at least keep this one close. The Texans and the Bears are a pick 'em. Uh, it's officially moved to a pick 'em there. It changed it. Dylan has updated it uh, here as we're recording and. Uh, Maybe I should have made the Texans my betting lock because uh, I would have felt a little bit better maybe in terms of uh, about that. But I – man, that's a tough one. Like I thought about it, as you said. Like I'm going to pick the Texans here, but it's just with the Bears, I feel like that they are just done. Like we've said it. I mean, they've lost, what, six in a row now. Um, yeah. They, you know, obviously in all likelihood looking at a coaching change maybe at the end of the season uh, if they lose this game. And we said it. I think you look at their schedule. The Texans and the Jags are the two games like they have to win. Uh, because I think the other two, are, is it not the Packers and the Vikings maybe? Um, I can't remember. For those. For the Bears, their remaining oh, yeah, schedule. Uh, I think that's right. And we were, we were talking about it on the last episode of the podcast about – uh, how the Bears, if they were going to, mm-hmm. you know, not avoid losing all the way out here, uh, they had to beat the Texans and the Jags because uh, the rest of their schedule, I think, I think that's right. I think yeah, it's Packers. Packers. Yeah, so, mm-hmm. th- so those two games, like we said, probably not going to be favored in those two games for sure. Uh, so <laughs> they need to win these games. Like, they need to beat the Texans here. Uh, if they don't, and they're looking at that Jags game, and you want to talk about some pressure, you start the season 5-1, and one, Potentially looking at, but you know, going five and eleven, um, I think that would all, but certainly uh, signal a coaching change there in Chicago. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's a tough one, man, because I mean, Chicago's defense out outside of last week was really bad, so maybe they are trending down. I don't know. I, I question they're kind of getting back to where they were a year ago, whereas I thought they'd responded and were more of the 2018 defense we knew. Uh, now they're they're. It's just there's that lack of, like, what are we really playing for at this point? These losses just keep piling up and up. Uh, you don't know. Yeah, you're not not just sure about uh, the head coach, but even the front office. I don't know. It's it's getting to a point with the Bears where I'm, they might be overhauling things on a bigger level. A loss here would really, as you said, would accelerate that because they, they kind of need to at least get to seven wins. And even then, I don't know. But, yeah, you can't. <laughs> a 6-10, and 5-11 and 11 finish. Is not going to get it done. I yeah. I mean the the Texans last week. Uh, you saw how they did it to Detroit, a team that uh, the Bears just lost to on Thanksgiving, looking pretty solid on offense and just overall. Deshaun Watson's doing some really great things. They almost out, outside of a, a fluky kind of fumble there, really had a really good chance to beat uh, the Colts. So uh, much better opponent here than Chicago. So yeah, at this point for a game that's probably still close to this even coin flip, I give me give me Deshaun Watson over whatever's happening on the Bears offense. That's the main. That's that's as far as I really feel like I need to go on this one. <laughs> well, this one I don't think a lot of depth to it. Uh, the Cowboys at the Bengals. Uh, Cowboys three-and-a-half-point favorites uh, there in Cincinnati. But uh, as we know, these two teams really not have much to play for. And uh, aside from the Eagles, man, we're just we're all in on the NFC East this week, aren't we? Um, you maybe more so uh. than me. But I pick the Cowboys here. Uh, I don't love it. I don't love it at all. But uh, these are two bad. Oh, look at this. As I'm doing this, and this is why – you people should – we should have this as like our we, – we've joked about our Patreon in the future, but like being able to watch this live and just watch our sheet 
live that we have our picks on and look at all the changes that take place as we go throughout this. Dylan agreed with me initially. He had the Cowboys here as his pick, but here you go. So, so look, I mean, this is going to be your upset of the week now. Like we're we're having yeah. to, to shift this. We're gonna. It's okay. We've already picked a couple, but. I mean, this is now officially going to be your upset of the week. So anyone that listened earlier, uh, if you're not in on the Giants beating the Cardinals, which I think you shouldn't be, um, you're going to have to go with the Bengals here because Dylan has switched his pick and he's going with the Bengals against the Cowboys. I've just lost all faith in Dallas, man. Like, I, you know, I didn't expect them to beat the Ravens, but uh, a Ravens offense that has been pretty pretty subpar this year easily moved the ball of them. I thought the Bengals' defense did okay against the Dolphins, and uh, that defense that they faced in Miami a lot tougher. I think that going from one of the best defenses in the NFL in the Miami Dolphins, which is still a crazy thing I love saying, to the Cowboys is going to make a world of difference for Cincinnati. And, uh, yeah, I'm just rooting for chaos here, trying to get a, a couple more upsets in on this uh, on this Week 14. Maybe this will be the, the theme of our, uh, hopefully for me, of the uh, – of the recap episode on, on Monday. Um, I don't, yeah, it's just more of what I, at Dallas, I just don't know what exactly they're playing for. There was a point where it still felt like they were in that playoff hunt. Um, it's, at this point, it feels like the, either the Giants or Washington, one of them is going to pull away with it. For, uh, so at this, I don't know, man. I <laughs> It just felt a little off for me to the three and a half after what we've seen from Dallas. I know Cincinnati's been bad. Uh, without Burrow especially. If Burrow was playing, I would be very curious what this spread would be. Um, but, uh, yeah, I'll go Cincinnati at home in, in a game that will surely make for a lot of material for the uh, talk shows and all the different hot take artists that will be active on Monday morning. Yes, uh, that will be the case for sure. Uh, with that one, we'll see what happens there. But uh, there you go. There's another upset pick for the week. Uh, Chiefs at the Dolphins. Chiefs are seven-point favorites here on the road. In Miami, um, I, I mean, I never really considered picking the Dolphins here. I just think you're not picking against the Chiefs probably at this mm-hmm. point. Uh, but I, I'm, I'm more curious about this game to see kind of how the Dolphins' offense looks and how the Dolphins' defense, which, as we've said, I mean, they found a way to force a turnover in every game they played in. Um, how, I mean, that's what they have to do to win this game. I don't think there's any doubt yeah. about it. Uh, so I'm very curious to see kind of maybe what, what are some of the things they do. We, You know, we talked about Brian Flores before, what he's been able to do there. But um, this is one of those big games, I think, for the Dolphins, uh, even though they're in a they're in a fine spot right now uh, yeah. record-wise. But uh, I think this is a, it's a big game just in terms of, you know, if they can do some things defensively, against the best offense in the league, um, then you're really starting to kind of look at the Dolphins and say, okay, their, their stock's going up even higher. Yeah, and their defense does fit, as we kind of started mentioning on the last podcast. It does present some issues, at least in terms of their strengths, as one of the better passing defenses. They're not great against the run, but Kansas City, they can run the ball, but they don't love to because they have, and why would you, when you have Tyree Kill, Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, that, that trio, but then also all the other talent they have on that side throwing the football uh, they're going to want to throw. Miami has done really well against really good offenses to limit them. I, this is their biggest test, uh, clearly, I feel like, of the season. Uh, it's I, you know, I'm going to pick the Chiefs here, but the Dolphins, 8-4 and four against the spread. They've been really solid. I, wh- whether they're able to run against Kansas City will have a, you know, if Miles Gaskin can get going, having him back could make play a role. Miami, I feel like, is going to have a similar game plan to some teams we've seen in terms of trying to just run the rock, keep control of the ball. When Kansas City does move the ball down into the red zone, holding them the field goals, that's the formula to keep Miami and this one and possibly winning. Yeah, as you mentioned, their schedule is really tough. They do need to figure out a way to win, uh, get an upset victory over one of these opponents down the stretch. 
uh, if they're going to, uh, you know, find a way into the postseason. Some really tough games here. Uh, getting a win here will go a long way. I just, I'm not going to predict it, but I, I did consider this as a, you know, this is one of the games you were talking about as a candidate for game of the week. It's one that I'm really looking forward to because I want to see this Miami defense presented with the best offense in the NFL. How do they respond to that? And on the flip side, what is Miami able to do when they have the ball to keep it away from Mahomes? Are they able to adjust as a team that hasn't necessarily run the ball that efficiently? Uh, they've been better the 10th in passing offense DVOA, only 27th running the ball. So they're, it's not really their strength against strength for the Kansas City. So it's going to be interesting to see how they're able to uh, keep the ball out of Mahomes' hands and potentially keep this one close down to the wire. Vikings at the Bucks. The Bucks are six and a half point favorites in this one. I almost considered this as, as my betting lock. Not gonna lie, yeah. uh, I don't trust the Vikings at all. Yeah. Uh, as we've seen, what they've done with some of these games. I mean, you think back to obviously against the Jags, uh, that Panthers game. There's so many different cases this year of looking at the Vikings and saying, how can I possibly trust this team? Uh, but then again, I mean, the the Bucks have you know they've not been the most consistent team either, uh, and so that's something that's probably in the back of your mind. But still, in in this scenario. Bucks coming off an, a bye week, uh, had a little, you know, rest up, I think, for some of the older, you know, Tom Brady, Gronk, like guys like yeah. that, like that's important at this point in the season. Uh, so I just, I don't trust the Vikings at all. So I'm going to pick the Bucks here. Yeah, like you kind of mentioning, they've <laughs> just skating by against some really bad teams, obviously losing to the Cowboys. It's been an interesting ride. For Minnesota, but I mean, here they are. This is your chance to get back into the the playoff picture. I mean, you win this game, you have the tiebreaker over Tampa Bay. That goes a long, long way as we get to the end of the season. They still have some tough games on the schedule outside of this, or at least the Saints game. So, I mean, if they find a way to win, Minnesota really has a decent chance to sneak into the playoffs, which is crazy to think. I just don't think it's going to happen. Tampa Bay at seven and five, in terms of you know the teams that they're ranking next to in DVOA, have a combined four losses uh, with New Orleans, Pittsburgh, and Kansas City. Tampa. Tampa Bay's third still in DVOA despite that 7-5 and five record. They've lost to some really good teams. Uh, they've played well in a lot of those games. They've had some close losses to teams like the Bears. So, I mean, it's just, you know, it's going to happen. As we look at each season to season, the, your record in one-score games kind of fluctuates quite a bit. Uh, it's been the case for Tampa Bay. I just think their defense is too good. Um, to to for Minnesota to do what it's done on offense against some of these uh, subpar units in the NFL. And on the flip side, I think Tampa will be able to move the ball fine. They sh- Yeah, I, I consider this a betting lock. It's just the same thing with Tampa Bay. They haven't put away opponents as much as you'd like, like outside of the Packer game. Both these teams, 6-6 six and six against the spread. So it's like it's it's so even on that that part. I could see them Tampa winning by like six or something, you know, like just barely not covering kind of has that feel. But I do feel confident. I mean, in terms of the mismatch in DVOA and in uh, ESPN's football power index, they have this as a 77% win for Tampa. That's pretty high. Usually when you see that, the, the spread's getting north, uh, north of like eight, nine points. So uh, Tampa Bay should be able to cover, but just not going to predict it. <laughs> yeah. Broncos are at the Panthers. This is one of those games kind of falls into that category of games that really, you know, compared to others, just really doesn't have a whole lot of punch to it. Um, so I guess we don't really have to spend a lot of time on this one. Panthers are three-and-a-half-point favorites here. I'll pick them at home. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I think this is this is one of those games that, like, because it, it there literally has no – like, there's no effect on anything like playoffs. It's just you could fully expect this just to be a wild and crazy type game. Uh, we always see that with some of the games like that. But mm-hmm. uh, I'm, I'm picking the Panthers just because, I, I mean, I just don't think I picked the Broncos here. Yeah, Super Bowl 50 seems kind of pretty far long ago now. A lot of a lot of changes here. 
since then for <laughs> both of these franchises. But yeah, I'm going to pick the Panthers. I, you know, it's, Den- I don't know. It's it, Denver um, defense has still been pretty solid. They're still ranking pretty well. Where you, uh, you know, at the beginning of the season, if you told me Denver was going to be in the top ten in DVOA on defense, I would have thought they would have at least been kind of in the conversation for a wild card berth. Uh, but they've just been so bad on offense. I do not trust them there at all. They can run the ball a little bit, but I don't think it's enough to to counter a Panthers defense, which has been improving, still bad against the run, but is getting better. Um, and I think Carolina does enough fun things on offense. They'll find a way to get a victory. Yeah, just uh, not, not a lot going for this game here. Uh, <laughs> Titans at the Jags. Titans are seven and a half point favorites. And this one, Dylan almost, for some reason, considered this a, a potential betting <laughs> lock. And I quickly talked him out of it uh, based on what we saw last week against the Browns. I know the Jags aren't the Browns, but we did just talk about the Vikings. And, and as we said, the Jags have kind of been one of those teams. I mean, with the Vikings, the Packers, um, they've they've hung around somehow. We don't know how exactly, but mm-hmm. they've actually managed to, to hang around in some of these games. Uh, so I just, I don't know. Like I, I'm more curious with this game. I'm going to pick the Titans, but I'm more curious just about – the Titans mindset here, because this has been a weird team. And that's what we've said. I mm-hmm. mean, they, you know, go back to the Bengals game, go back to this game uh, here against the Browns. And then you think about what they did against the Colts and Ravens. Um, they're, they're a weird team. And so yeah. I can't say I'd be shocked if they come out here and, and all of a sudden, you know, it takes a late Derrick Henry run in the fourth quarter for them to win by, by a touchdown or something. But uh, I'm, I'll pick them. But, man, I just – I don't love them. I just – after that Browns game, when you lose to the Browns like that the way they did, uh, to get mm-hmm. down the way they did, like that's a team that, that obviously have a hard time trusting. Yeah, I have a hard time trusting them as well. I, you're very uh, right now. You know, maybe I was thinking of some past seasons where they've just destroyed the Jags, yeah. but I forgot that the game was really exciting in week two. That they needed a Goskowski 49-yard field goal to, to pull out a 33-30 win over Jacksonville. Hopefully, for unless you're a fan of the Titans, hopefully we get a game with that level of excitement. I'm not predicting that. I still think the Titans should cover. I still think they're way better than what they put on the field in that first half, at least on offense. I think they'll be able to get things moving. Uh, much easier opponents to face, even if the Browns' offense isn't exactly scary. I wouldn't say Jacksonville's is that <laughs> intimidating as well. Although, again, yes, they've they've kind of kept it in games. I mean, uh, for all the things we say about the Jags, they've they've barely lost to the Vikings and Browns the last couple of weeks. It's not, and the Packers. You know, they've they've had a lot of really close losses to pretty decent teams. So. Uh, no, there's, especially at home, there's a chance that they keep this one close. I still think Tennessee wins, but yeah, like you said, can't really trust them yet. Need, need to regain that trust before I'd possibly make them a, a betting lock. Trust is the theme of this next game because uh, the Colts at the Raiders, and uh, the Colts are three-point favorites in this one, which is I think is somewhat surprising, actually, that it's this low uh, based on what we saw from the Raiders last week because even though they won the game, it still feels like they lost to me. Um, and so I, I still think about it. I'm like, man, uh, the Colts didn't look great against the Texans, as we know. But, I mean, the Raiders played the Jets, and uh, they didn't look great. So I, th- this is also one where I think the Raiders, if you get past that that knowing in the back of your mind that you could be the team that loses to you know a team that's yet to win a game, I think getting that monkey off your back and actually mm-hmm. winning the way they did could actually help the Raiders here. 
Um, and, and look, if they get Josh Jacobs back, that would be significant too, uh, because you know they're different. Obviously, when he's on offense, uh, yeah. than when he's not. So um, I I'm picking the Colts, but uh, I I don't expect the Raiders maybe to play as poorly as they did last week against the Jets, uh, because like I said, I think you know those those games in those situations and circumstances they can present some pretty wacky results. Um, but I think this could actually be you know a pretty good game just based on kind of where both teams are at. Yeah, it's. I think it'll be close. I I think the three point spread is about actually where I maybe would have put it in terms of DVOA. It's more of a mismatch than ESPN's Power Power Football Index. They have it as actually a Raider uh, narrow victory. It's almost a fifty fifty game on their on their index. Whereas yeah, the Colts still because of that defense being as strong as it's been, uh, they're ranking much higher in DVOA. I'm picking the Colts to win this game. It's, it comes down to if they beat themselves. I feel like uh, it almost happened and it really probably could have happened against. Um, against the Houston Texans last week. I do think just having, you saw in, in large portions of that game and some of the sacks and just overall run defense, how big of a defense, uh, difference it makes for their defense when they have Forrest Buckner in there, that should mitigate what the Raiders want to do, at least somewhat running the ball. I just think it's a tough matchup for uh, Oakland, or, uh, uh, you know, not Oakland now, Vegas is, uh, you think by the end of the year I'd get that down. <laughs> but I, I think it's a, a tough matchup for their pass offense. One of the, you know, fifth in uh, DVOA pass defense for Indianapolis. I, I think the Colts, yeah, for, again, though, it just comes down to if they don't beat themselves and mostly Phillip Rivers. What Phillip Rivers do we get? Uh, this is kind of a similar defense to the one they just saw in, in Houston. Uh, maybe Houston's playing a little bit better right now. But you feel like they should move the ball fine through the air, running whatever they want to do. Um, but Philip, at certain moments, just I don't know. It's something I can't. It's hard to to really know if he's holding the back this offense or if he's at least just uh, you know le- at least letting it be kind of league average. Uh, depending on what he's able to do, that will go a long way in this one uh, towards the Colts getting a win. But, again, Vegas is just so inconsistent. I never really know, like you say, in terms of trust, like I never really know which team we're going to get. If we see the team that played the Chiefs twice and could have easily beaten them twice, you know, maybe I'm feeling like they're going to get a win. Um, but, yeah, a lot of playoff implications, too. Uh, this one will have a huge impact on tie breaks for wild cards or possibly uh, the Colts could still win the division. But if they're in the wild card race, getting a win over Vegas really, really helps their odds. Well, you talk about the Vegas and the Raiders situation. At least we've gotten Washington at this point. Because, like, again, they're, they're, I mean, halfway through the season, I was still saying Redskins. Like, I mean, we, we talked about it. Like, it's just one of those habitual things that you do. And it's just like, man. But but now I think I've finally got Washington down. So, like, we're, we're using yeah. that a lot. So the Raiders. Yeah, so so we're doing okay there with that one. Uh, but all we ask, uh, no no more name changes, no more uh, city swaps. We, we just it helps us out on the podcast here, our habits. Uh, but no, in all seriousness, uh, we understand why uh, those switches were made. But uh, for the Raiders, uh, we'll see if they can get a win. It would be a big win, as we said, because I think a lot of people's stock on the Raiders went down after that game against the Jets. But uh, I I don't put a whole lot into that necessarily. But uh, speaking of the Jets, uh, they are double digit underdogs. Imagine that. Uh, at the Seahawks, uh, the Seahawks are 13 and a half point favorites here, and uh, I won't even wait for Dylan to reveal it. But yes, I almost did what we have now considered um, just uh, the opposite of the golden rule here on the podcast, and that's uh, the double digit spread. We've we've made that our betting locks uh, throughout the season. I think it's only worked a couple times. Uh, we stayed away from them, but I almost did it here because. I think this is a a case of the Jets being completely done now. If you thought they were done before, after losing that game against the Raiders, I think that they are completely done now. Um, And I think the Seahawks, after losing that game against the Giants the way they did, I think Mm -hmm. they're going to come out frustrated. 
I could see the Seahawks win this game like 45 to nothing, uh, similar to the Patriots and the Chargers. I think it could be that bad. So I'm going to tell you, I didn't officially make it my betting lock, but I would highly consider this as a two-touchdown Seahawks game here. Uh, I just don't think the Jets are going to do anything. I think the way that game ended against the Raiders coming that close to victory, I think they're going to come out and not play well at all. Meanwhile, I think the Seahawks are going to have something to mm-hmm. prove. And I don't – I could I, – if this game was a 21-point spread, I may even consider it uh, because I just don't think – I think this is going to be a blowout. Yeah, I at first I was like, you know, Seattle's defense has been pretty bad and they're really ranking similarly to the, to Vegas, but they differ in what they're bad at. The, Seattle does not defend the, defend the pass well. Vegas really, really bad with their run defense. I think that does not work well in what the Jets uh, would like to do. They'd probably like to pound the rock like they did against the Raiders and control the clock and, you know, put Sam Darnold in good situations on third down. Uh, I just don't see it happening against Seattle. Uh, I don't see them passing as well against uh, <laughs> a really frustrated team, as you said. I, you know, they, we saw what they did against uh, – they had one of their yeah, – pretty solid game last week against the Giants on, on that side of the ball. Uh, and I think the Jets, uh, you know, for all the things the Giants aren't great on offense for, the Jets are worse. And I just don't see them having any level of success there. And on the flip side, like you said, I just think Seattle will be frustrated. They're at home. They should go out and just – uh, completely blow them out. I, I won't be surprised if they coast to a, a, a you know a 12 point win and just don't cover. So uh, just staying away from that double digit one. But I feel really confident that the Seahawks will not be the first team that the Jets beat in 2020. Yeah, Jets are worse is a pretty good tagline. I think you could use in a lot of uh, discussions here in the NFL when talking about different <laughs> things um, because unfortunately that's just been the case. But it could all work out in their favor uh, when they get Trevor Lawrence and uh, every problem is solved. But uh, I think they got a lot more problems just beyond the quarterback situation. So, um, yeah, that, that's actually probably one of the, the brighter spots uh, for the Jets right now in terms of mm-hmm. in the grand scheme of things. So, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see where they go. But uh, Seahawks should get the win here. And then that brings us to our favorite two most inconsistent teams in the history of the NFL. Yes. The Falcons and the Chargers, what a way to cap off our picks here for this week uh, with the two teams that we have said many times. Uh, for all the teams that we don't trust, for all the teams that you just cannot bank on when you have expectations, it seems like the Falcons and the Chargers find a way to lose games they should you know, should win. And uh, the Chargers did a lot more of that against the Patriots, as we know. Um, they did a lot of things uh, wrong, and uh, that did not help them there. Meanwhile, the Falcons, uh, they had their chances against the Saints, but uh, just could not find a way to get it done. Two-and-a-half-point favorites on the road uh, are the Falcons here. I will pick them to win uh, because, as I, the running joke is, it seems like I pick the Falcons every week. They're the best, uh, I don't even know what's their record now, uh, four-and-something. Uh, yeah. Yeah, so they're, they're the best team. Yeah, they're the best four-and-eight team in NFL history, in my opinion. Uh, but, uh, I mean <laughs> – the Chargers, after the way they played in that Patriots game, I just don't know how you can trust them at all. Uh, I feel like I can trust the Falcons a little bit more just based on knowing what you're probably going to get out of their offense. And um, I don't know. This is this is another one where if, if you're betting, I am not even touching this game because uh, both these teams are, are just uh, kind of too weird to bet on. Yeah, too weird to bet on. But in terms of making a pick, I feel good about one team that's at least moving in the right direction on defense in Atlanta. They've The fact that they're in the top half, 
of the league and, and defensive DVOA is crazy given where they were that, you know, they lost twice to the saints. They could have easily beaten them. And that last game, uh, if things went a little bit differently and we'd be talking about Raheem Morris in a different light. I mean, they're four and three since he took over, but they've two of those losses uh, since he took over as the interim head coach, but two of those losses are to new Orleans. I mean, otherwise they're four and one they've looked, pretty solid on offense uh, against teams that don't have a defense as, as talented as the, as the saints. Uh, they moved the ball fine and their, and their defense has improved quite a bit. And I mean, both those games, it's not like the saints really uh, blew them out of the water. They kept them in the twenties and points uh, and the chargers, as you mentioned, they're just, they've regressed so much. They're now all the way down in overall DV away to 30th for a team that I kept saying in the middle of the year, they're more talented than this. That, you know, they're still ranking pretty well. They're losing all those one-score games. They've really just fallen down a different uh, path. Maybe they'll find a way to win in this one. Like you said, it's just two teams we don't trust at all. Uh, but if, if I have to pick one at this point, I'm going to pick the one at least is trending a little bit in the right direction, and that's Atlanta. There you go. There are picks. Uh, yeah, some, I don't know, some strange games, I think, on the on the slate this week. Uh, we could see some interesting uh, results for, but uh, there's some pretty good games as well, as we said, with some teams trying to – Kind of show things that they need to prove maybe heading into uh, the playoffs. So we'll see what happens with that. But uh, there you go. There are picks. And, uh, Dylan, we got a lot of coverage for this week in the NFL uh, over at Clutch Points along with everything else we got going on over there. Yeah, you can go to the Clutch Points app, download that, go to the NFL section to follow all of the games. All of our audio and written content uh, can be found in the app as well. we got NBA preseason games that you can follow coming up in the in the Clutch Points app as well in the NBA section there. You can go to our website, clutchpoints.com. Uh, go to the NFL section. We'll have all of our previews for all these games uh, coming up pretty soon uh, for all the different uh, teams within them. And then also, yeah, all of our fantasy content you can find by searching fantasy football on the website. Hopefully you're, uh, all the waiver wires uh, selections have already been put in or you're putting them in today by the time you listen to this. Uh, they'll be processed because it'll be Thursday. But nonetheless, good luck to everyone in their, in their playoff <laughs> matchups coming up. Playoff time for Dylan and I in the uh, the Clutch Points League. I haven't even looked at our bracket, actually. Dylan. I'm about to do that. You and I, I think, what are we? You're, you finished second. I finished third. Um, so I guess we're going to be on the same side of the bracket here. I'm pulling it up real quick uh, because this is obviously a big talking point uh, here on the podcast each year. So let's see uh, what it looks like because uh, this is going to be important. So it looks like um, – here it is right here. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, you and I, uh, we could be on a collision course for the second straight year in the semis uh, if we're both able to get the victory. We both finished 9-4 the regular season, um, and I don't know. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see. I think we've got some tough matchups here in the 2-7, uh, 3-6 game, but I don't know. Maybe, maybe we got a shot to, to have a rematch, and I maybe get the better of you this year. Let's see if that happens. Yeah, I really regret now adding that uh, extra playoff spot following the uh... – <laughs> following the the lead that the NFL gave with their extra playoff spots. Yeah, otherwise I would have had a, a buy based on, I think, total points scored over you. Instead, now both you and I, at least, we have, I haven't made any changes or any waiver wire claims yet, but you and I are both, according to the current lineups, we are both underdogs in these games. So wow. <laughs> see how it goes. Well, it looks like Josh Jacobs, by the way, is not going to play. So Ugh. that is not going to help me at all because um, I, I need him on the field. And so – uh, this is, hey, it's playoff time at Fantasy. Like, this is what you have. Luckily, I've still got Jonathan Taylor. I've got Kareem Hunt. 
but I also have Todd Gurley, and I feel like this could be that week. Like, if you're going to play Todd Gurley, he gets like a two, two oh, one-yard touchdowns in this game <laughs> against the Chargers, and then you're really feeling, feeling really good about things. So we'll see uh, if that happens. But, uh, yeah, get get your playoff lineups ready. Uh, if you want to check out some potential waiver wire options that you need, go check out our, our previous podcast earlier in the week uh, with some uh, waiver wire selections uh, there you can pick up. And, uh, again, check everything out over Clutch Points. Subscribe to the podcast, any podcast app you use. You can find us on that. And uh, thanks, as always, to the fine folks at Blue Wire for all that they do. And thank you, as always, for listening. And we'll talk to you guys next time here on the Establish the Past podcast. All right, let's talk to you about Bet Online football back in full swing. And while you may not be out of game the rest of the year, you can still be on the action at Bet Online. Bet Online, go on the extra mile to make sure you get on every possible chance to win the season. From game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, Bet Online gives you more options to wager than anywhere else. You get in on the season bonuses today. Start off wagering on wins, division championship futures all day, every day. All you got to do is head to Bet Online today and take advantage of all the great sign up bonuses. Don't forget, use that promo code BLUEWIRE at betonline.ag. That's promo code BLUEWIRE, all one word. Uh, Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts.